good to be in the house of the Lord. I said it's good to be in the house of the Lord. I was glad. Hallelujah. Amen. It's so good to be with you tonight. And I love, amen, the sweet time of prayer. Amen. Are you ready to give the devil some trouble tonight? Amen. Are you ready to confront him tonight when we come around the altars? Hallelujah. Amen. I believe he ought to be shaken. Amen. When the church of the living God begins to pray and believe for great and mighty things. Amen. Uh, one thing that I would like for you to pray about, uh, uh, I met a dear sister a while ago, and she said, well, somebody said that you were uh, coming here. And I, said, and I said, yeah, but I said, we are also interim pastors. And so we drive back and forth to Thayer on Sunday mornings. We get up at 5, five o'clock and uh, get everything in order, feed the dog and everything else, and get out by 7, get over there by 9, and start service by 10, and there are things to do before church and after church, and sometimes we don't get in till late. We love to be here in the house of God on Sunday night when we can, uh, but they need a Holy Ghost-filled, amen, devil-disturbing pastor, amen. And I want you to pray. Yeah, if they don't get one soon, I'm going to need a new car. <laughs> amen. 75 miles, hills. Amen. I, I tell you, I believe that I could, I could drive at the Indianapolis 500. And uh, I've been there. I've been there on the track and there in that town, that big city. And uh, going up those hills on 142 and around the bends and everything. But we've had such a burden for them. A beautiful church. Uh, on the side of the highway there in Thayer, just really gorgeous. Uh, can see the whole lot of souls that need to be saved there in Thayer and uh, wonderful people that are there. So I'd like for you to be praying with me. Amen. Be praying with them. Amen. That God will give them a wonderful shepherd like the shepherd that you have. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. I, I want to speak uh, for a little while tonight on raising the intensity of your prayers, raising the intensity of your prayers. Have you noticed how our prayers have been lately, especially on Wednesday nights? Now, I know we had something special this past Wednesday night, and I was here, and I enjoyed it thoroughly. But the other two Wednesday nights, it just seemed like it, it just rose to a different level. It rose to a different intensity. And have you noticed that it seems like evil is growing? Amen. Evil is getting worse. And when evil is getting worse, it means that the church has got to step up. Amen. The church must step up in its intensity within their prayer and pray the type of prayer that is hot. Amen. That is fervent. Amen. Amen. And that will move some mountains that will move some demons and devils of hell. Amen. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for prayer. And I, I, my parts of my body would not be here if it was not for prayer. And uh, when I was younger, I was in a bad accident where I was thrown uh, off some hay off of a moving truck into the highway, into the bypass, and I was busted up. And uh, there was a good chance that I would lose my arm. But thanks be unto God to a pastor like Brother Miller, amen, that knew how to pray, 
that just didn't charge into prayer when there was a need, but he prayed always, as the Bible said. And as I laid there and I was in agony and hollering, amen, in that hospital, amen, he came and he prophesied over me and he said, that arm is going to be better than the other one day. And he prayed with me. Amen. They sent me to another hospital and they had to operate on me, but they didn't think at first they wasn't even going to, uh, they, they thought I was going to lose my arm. And they said that it wouldn't, uh, I could not be able, even if I kept it, I couldn't raise it up that high. And uh, after three weeks and getting out of the hospital, laying on the flat on my back, uh, the first Sunday in service, when the power of the Holy Ghost began to move, the saints began to praise the Lord and pray. I had my arm up that high already. Amen. And that is because of prayer. But I tell you what, the morning that they began to do surgery on me, my church who was in that little chapel stuffed in that chapel and they were fasting, they were praying, they were pouring it on. Are you ready to pour it on tonight? Hallelujah. So we need to raise the intensity, amen, of our prayers in these last days. Amen. Now, there's ordinary prayer. And I'm not saying that, well, just, a, 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 you know, sometimes loudness doesn't determine faith. And length doesn't determine also if you're going to have an answer to prayer. And sometimes ordinary prayers do do it. But sometimes there is more demonic power. Sometimes there is more problems that is behind a situation in our lives. And that's where we've got to up it. Amen. And so what can raise the intensity in our prayers? Well, sometimes it could be a crisis. It could be somebody that is really next to us. And as a pastor, I always tell people, if you're going to pray for a child or pray for somebody, especially, uh, well, like a child, pray for, your, pray for this child just like it was your son. Pray for this child just like it was your granddaughter. Amen. Let it get next to you. Amen. Intensify the need within your life. But sometimes it takes, amen, something. Desperation. We have seen a lot of people come to church only when they were so desperate. And sometimes people would begin to fast in the church when they became desperate. In the book of Acts chapter 12 and verse 1, King Herod decided in pleasing the Jews that he would kill James the apostle. And he did. He killed him with a sword. And, and, and then, because it pleased him, he was going to arrest Peter and do the same thing. And he was put in prison. He had arrested him. He put him in prison and delivered him to four quads of soldiers to keep him. Amen. And, and, and he put 16 soldiers in there. He must have felt that he was a dangerous man. And I'll tell you what, if there's ever been a time that the devil looks at the church as being dangerous because of their prayers, it is today. But I have always thought this, and this is just me. I have always thought that maybe, maybe they were praying a little bit of those ordinary prayers when James got put in prison. Well, you know he's a preacher. Amen. He is one of God's called. Amen. The, it, our church is, is beginning to grow and multiply. And the book of Acts has happened. The Holy Ghost has come. And there is no way, amen, that God's going to let this man die. And we got to remember that our prayers is what moves the hand of God. It is what moves him to do certain things mostly. Amen. I know that he has got a will and he will do his will. But a lot of times why things happen 
amen, is because of prayer. I'm talking about the good things. And, and, and I kind of really think, my brother, that they kind of got a little bit lax, maybe, a little bit of apathy. Well, you know, he's a man of power. He's a man of this. And, and uh, we're going to kind of, amen, breathe these little prayers and just kind of let it slide. But I believe that they, hey, amen, after James died, they said, we better get with it. Man, we better turn it up. I believe they prayed just like we have prayed the last two Wednesday nights when we have been in prayer. I believe that they turned up the intensity. They prayed for the protection of Peter. They prayed that God would deliver him. And the Bible says he was kept in prison, but constant prayer, constant prayer. We're not just going to pray just for a little while. We're going to pray until this joker gets out of prison and that he is set free by the mighty power of God. We used to call that praying through. Hey, we didn't quit praying till. Amen, we prayed somebody through or prayed somebody through to the power of the Holy Ghost. But just a holler or help doesn't always lead to answered prayer. So I said, what can raise the intensity of our prayers? And But second of all tonight, before we pray, what can raise and build up your intensity in prayer? How can yours be built up? Because I want you to know I, I'm flesh and blood just like you. You know, every day that I go to God in prayer, and even in this town, I, I, I pastored for 25 years, and, and one of the first priorities is get in prayer and pray. But when I would first get in to pray, I, I just couldn't feel the Holy Ghost every time. I couldn't feel the power of God surging through me every time. In fact, for about five or ten minutes, I had to deal with the flesh. For five or ten minutes, I felt sometimes somewhat carnal, for five or ten minutes, I had to really break through that. For five or ten minutes, sometimes I had to hear the devil tell me about all the religious things that I needed to do that day for the church. And what he wanted me to do is get up from prayer instead of having a breakthrough in receiving power is to try to go and do the work of God without the power of God. Hello. And that's what much of the church is trying to do through their programs and all. They are trying to do things and, and do things psychologically sometimes instead of getting in the nitty-gritty power of prayer. So what can raise or build up your intensity in prayer? Going from ordinary prayer to super divine energized prayer. And as, as uh, you know, I, I, I had the devil say, well, you know, you're not getting anywhere. You don't seem very spiritual. You just as well quit. But after 10 minutes, and sometimes I'm going to tell you, amen, now there are times five minutes, okay, I, I got in there into that energy, into the presence of God. Sometimes it took 10. Sometimes it took 15. The devil did everything that he could to keep me from having that real relationship with God. But all of a sudden, I begin to have that breakthrough. And, and, and that's where we cannot quit. We, we, we can let the carnality of ourselves, amen, and, and keep us from such relationship and keep others, amen, from having an answer to prayer. In the book of James chapter 5 and verse 16, it says, Confess your faults to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. For the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Amen, effectual, amen, fervent prayer. Uh, a praying divinely energized by the Holy Ghost. And I think that's what we've been feeling. Amen, we've been energized by the Holy Ghost. It's, it's really nice to have the singing and we have a little bit of the word. 
amen, before we go to pray, that even energizes us more. So I can raise and build up your intensity of prayer. Amen. Pray the word. Pray the word. A lot of people don't know what the will of God is. I've had people before come up and say, well, I need to know the will of God. And I said, well, first of all, have you been reading your Bible? Amen. To know the will of God. But to know your Bible is to know how to pray the will of God. It's no ifs about it. God wants to answer prayer. And so we need to pray the word of God. Colossians 3 and 16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Hear me? It didn't say poorly. Amen. Let me tell you, the more that you get in the word, the better prayer warrior that you're going to be. And the better intensity is going to arise because you know faith. You know God's word. You know what God can do. You receive the wisdom of, uh, of the word of God that helps you be wise in how you pray. Amen. The next thing is a spiritual awareness of a need. Amen. And sometimes when you are told by the Lord, you need to pray for your son, you need to pray for your daughter. I mean, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be as effective as a pastor or have done what I have done in my life, especially if it wasn't for my mom. Amen, mom. I mean, there are times when I was out evangelizing, broke down on the side of the road at 2 o'clock in the morning. She got up in prayer. And, and God did some great things even in a time when I was broke down. There was one or two people that got saved that night at a stop-and-go place where I was broke down. And, and, and I called her at 6 o'clock because she would get up at 6 and have to be at work at 7. And I, said, I called her and I said, you wouldn't believe what I went through and she said, I believe I could. I was up at 2 o'clock. And she sa I said, well, that's when I broke down, at 2 o'clock. When you have an awareness, when you can't go back to sleep, when, when you just can't let that thing go, when God lays something on your heart and lays something on your mind, and I think this is where the church ought to be. We need to have an awareness of the needs of one another. And it doesn't have to necessarily be spoken from the pulpit. It can be a word of knowledge, one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, where it is revealed to you about somebody that is in danger. Somebody is approaching temptation. Somebody is going through a tough time in their life. Begin to pray for them. Call them on the phone. Do whatever. Amen. But you have a spiritual awareness. Amen. I read a story today of a uh, family's intense prayer. And I'm talking about the mother and her kids. During the Japanese occupation of the Philippines, they routinely arrested men and killed them for no or little reason. One Christian leader was arrested twice, but due to the prayers of his wife, he was let go. He was arrested the third time, and the officers told his wife he's been spared twice, but this time he will die. His wife uh, put their five kids in a room and began to pray. Amen. Vigil in the next room. At 4 a.m., she woke the children. I need you all to help me pray for your father. He is, in he is in an unseen battle. I can't fight it alone. We prayed for hours. Then we heard footsteps. The children thought the officers were coming for them. But their mother said, those are your father's footsteps. He is safe. The father came in and was spattered with blood and told his story. He said, I was in a, in a row of, uh, of 10 men, and I was uh, the 10th. 
Amen. The soldier came down the road with a sword and killed each one of the nine men ahead of me. He came to me and raised his sword. And at an instance, the commander suddenly screamed, stop. And he turned to me and he screamed, get out of here and go home. That was because of the intensity of the power of prayer. Sometimes while we have got to persevere in prayer and while we have got to be intense in prayer is that we have got to hold on and we have got to outlive what is coming against our family, is coming against our church, coming against the pastor, coming against the pastoral staff, coming against one another. Sometimes you just got to stick in there. Sometimes you have got to pay the price until you break the back of the enemy. Can you shout amen? amen? So, amen, what else do we need to intensify in prayer? A passionate desire to intense prayer. A passionate desire. You know, so many of Jesus' miracles happened after it says, and he looked and he had compassion on them. You know, if we have more compassion in the church, you're going to see more miracles. That's right. When you have compassion, when you're looking at other people besides yourself, when you're praying for the lost, praying for the murderers, praying for everybody, and, and he had compassion. He looked on them, and, and it pushed him to do something. Amen. It, 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 it was one of the things that helped lead him to pray more for his nation, to pray more for those who were blinded, to pray for those more that uh, it was like they had no shepherd and they were scattered, those who needed healing and, 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 and everything that was going on. Amen, a passionate desire. Romans 10 and 1 says, brethren, my heart's desire. My heart's desire. You know, the Bible says, whatsoever you desire when you pray. Desire comes, amen, and prayer follows intensely to bring it to pass. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they be saved. He had an intense, amen, prayer. He prayed for them. I mean, even though he went to the Gentiles, if you'll read your Bible about every town he went to, he went to the synagogue first and preached there first and then went to the Gentiles. Amen. What about the level of faith and by what authority that you pray? That can increase the intensity of your prayers. James chapter 5 and 14, is there any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Amen. By what authority are you praying tonight? Amen. It's not my name. Amen. It's not even Pastor Miller's name. But it's by that name that is above every name. It's by that name that demonic forces begin to tremble at the mighty name of Jesus. By what authority? And we can intensify our prayer when we believe in that authority. Amen. That in my name ye shall cast out devils. In my name ye shall lay hands on the sick and they shall cover. In my name, in my name ye shall cast out demons. In my name, by my authority. Amen. And through faith those things will be done. It says the prayer of faith will save the sick in the name of the Lord. Amen. Praying in the spirit. Get in the spiritual realm. Amen of things. I'm not yet just talking about the Holy Ghost as far as the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But in Jude 1 and 20 it says, but you, beloved, building yourselves up. Amen. It's time for you to build yourself up. It's hard to get in to intensify prayer when you haven't built yourself up. When you haven't really eaten the food, spiritual food that you really need. 
And my friend, this church needs you. And not only does this church need you and this pastor needs you, but also other people in this church need you. The lost that's out there needs you. Those on drugs need you. Amen. Everybody out there needs you to intensify in these last days. But you, beloved, building yourselves up, amen, to build upon, to rear up. Amen. It's time for the church to rear up instead of showing the rear. Hello? But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, praying. Amen. And, And to supplicate. Amen. Supplication. What is supplication talking about? It's talking about, well, there's different types of prayer, but in this, you get into it more earnestly. I mean, you, you begin to rise up in it with such burden, with such passion, and, and, and to attack whatever that has been attacking maybe your family. And then we go to Ephesians 6 and 18. Praying always with all prayer and supplication. There's that word supplication. Amen. It means continued strong and incessant pleadings until the prayer is answered. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication. There it is again for all the saints. For the word perseverance means to adhere firmly, to be close in pursuit of. And what the devil hates is when we, amen, let our intensity rise. Amen. He knows we're in pursuit of the soul, amen, that he has in his hands. And we're going to take it away by the power of the Lord Jesus Christ, by the testimony. Amen. He's scared about that. And so perseverance, amen, to be in close pursuit of, always intent upon the object in prayer. And in other words, we are focused. Amen, you're focused on what you're praying about. Amen, helps, amen, build up that intensity. Amen, you're you're not thinking about everything else that's going on in your life. You've got to push it to a side. Souls are at stake. God is looking to you to pray that prayer of faith, to pray the prayer uh, of intensity, to do great and mighty things. Amen. And and so I, I, I read one thing a story about perseverance. And also it's about, many of you have heard about Martin Luther. Remember the Reformation man? Amen. uh, uh, In fact, uh, uh, the speaker last Wednesday night talked about it, how he nailed some things upon the door of the Catholic Church. Well, Martin Luther often talked to friends about spiritual matters at mealtimes. Once he observed his dog watching those that were eating in hopes of being rewarded with a morsel of food, Luther exclaimed, Oh, If I can only pray the way this dog watches the meat, all his thoughts are concentrated on that piece of meat. Otherwise, he has no thought, no wish, no hope. For our prayers should be serious. They need to be intense. Amen. And what James calls it, amen, fervent prayer. Amen. We need to get the level up. Amen. You say, well, Brother Lemons, you have bragged on us about how well i tell you what, you can always go further. You can always be stronger in the Lord. You can always take a lot of these things and say, in what way can I be more intense in prayer? In what way can I be more effective in prayer? Amen. And, and so, amen, what, what are you looking at? So another thing is surround yourself with people who are seasoned at praying. Amen. Sometimes it's kind of lonely when you're alone, right? 
even though the Bible says that you need your own prayer closet. You pray by yourself and you hear God in your heart and you confess your sins and your faults. You don't want to do that in a bunch of whole bunch of people unless you just have to, like the word said just a while ago. But man, isn't it great to come together with God's people that know how to pray? And I learned so much about prayer, not so much about from books, but from my Sunday school teachers and from the people who went through the trials, the people that was tested in my home church. Amen. There are some things that they taught me that Bible college didn't teach me. Amen. That some seminars that I was in didn't teach me. Them going through what they had gone through and how, amen, they, I mean, churches just, just said, man, we're going to pray. And as my pastor prophesied over me and said, that arm is going to be better. It took over three weeks for me to get off my back. Amen. The doctors said, really, don't have any faith in your arm being, your arm is not going to be perfect again. You're not going to play football again. Amen. You're only going to lift it up only so far. You know, that's just the way it's going to be. And my response was, amen. My pastor prophesied over me. And the Bible says, amen, by his stripes. Amen. He cussed. I made him cuss several times before he went out. He was an old uh, a Marine uh, uh, doctor that was retired and he took me over to the office and said this is why you can't do this this is why you can't do that and I said well the word of God and my prayer amen my prayerful church amen says it can and it will and you know what amen it happened amen that arm right there glory to God it happened but I, I'll tell you what I don't know how much it would have happened with just me but I had a praying church. I had a praying church. And boy, that doctor cussed several times. It made him so mad. Amen. He, he was so lost. And, and, and his wife was a Christian. They lived in Memphis. And, and one day, amen, he gave me a call up and, at my mom's house. And, and I was coming in from college. And, and he wanted me to come down to Memphis. He wanted to show me something. And I went there. And you know, uh, I heard somebody quoting the New Testament on a cassette tape. Amen. He had a beautiful red brick wall around his house. I went through there. He grabbed me. He hugged me. He pulled me tight. He said, guess what happened to me? And I thought of two things. <laughs> Amen. Either he got saved or something else happened. And he said, guess what? I got saved. And you can see God all on him. Totally changed by the power of God. But it was because of a, a, a wife that Amen was very intense in prayer. And you know what? He said, what really helped save me was a whole bunch of you faith people and you faith praying people. He said, I saw God do things. And he said, I knew when I put your arm back together, you could not move that arm like that. And there was a lot of other people, amen, that I worked on that God did a miracle in. And I tried to get away from that so long, and God kept on bringing me faith people into my life. Amen. He kept on, and, and he said, he said that uh, one day he was looking at a, uh, uh, he's looking at a cell under a microscope and seeing the miracle that was going in, it, and he was under conviction, and he got down and he asked God to come in his heart. Amen. He's a Christian doctor today, and amen. He provides material to all his patients. Uh, that he operates on, and amen, you'll never know where your prayers will end up. 
because of a church prayed for me to be healed. My healing brought somebody, or part of my healing, or just one of me helped bring somebody into the kingdom of God. Would you stand with me, please? Oh, mighty Jesus. Mighty Jesus, mighty Jesus. If there's ever been a time we need some victories. Amen, our world is so lost. Our world has gone astray and they have believed so many delusions and they have been seduced so much, even some of the church. But tonight, you can help reverse that. You can help reverse the sin that somebody is walking in. And right now, would you come around the altars with that same intensity? I don't mean playing up to God. I don't mean pretending just with a loud voice, but from down deep in your, down deep in your heart and your soul, crying out to God, having a compassion for the lost, having a compassion for those that are so blind today and for churches that don't believe in the true faith that the Bible talks about, that they can believe in. Oh, mighty God, in the name of Jesus tonight,